0: BYU football has TV and kick times for four games. What do we like? Plus, we'll take our shot. Which bowl game will BYU play in
1: this season? Sugar Bowl! Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, June 1st. I'm Jerem Jordan, Teamed up with a man who still has a Franklin Planner, I do. Jason Shepard. It's In fact, my
0: uh, ESPN pages in said Franklin Planner tell me Something pretty important is coming up. In fact,
2: hit it. Countdown to the Big 12. One month, away.
0: One month, Shep. One month. Yeah, baby. Until the air is sweeter, food tastes better. Everything's richer, pun intended. Honestly, no more pollution. Children (laughs) no longer fight with each other in the house. The lamb <laughs> shall li- lie down with the In lion. In one month, everything changes it's for the, the better. Hold
1: on, it's the millennium? When it, <laughs> oh, no, it's the Big 12, BYU Sports Millennium. This is exciting. Uh, LJ Pearson won. Hey, guys, my birthday's July 1st. Can I get a shout-out on the Big 12 countdown? Well, there you go. And look at the jersey show. Oh, my goodness. Oh. These mm. eyes, my friend, have never
0: seen anything as beautiful as that.
1: Mine, I, I, your, your wife is offended. Uh, one month away, bro. I, I'm excited, man. Big 12 logos have been popping up here and there throughout, you know, September 21, 2021, to now. But like, we're gonna see them on the pitch, the court, the fields. Uh, Smith House, it was going up a couple weeks ago, so we'll see when it goes on uh, Lavalle Edwards Stadium.
0: Yeah, we're assuming it would be sometime after Stadium, Stadium Fire. of Fire. That would make sense. Dave
1: McCann will sort of orchestrate Stadium of Fire and then be like, "Get out of here!" Dave be like, "Get out of here! Let's we gotta get this logo, logo on." on can't wait, man.
0: One month. Let's I know. Play. It's going to be awesome. Exciting. All right. On today's show, lots to get to. We will react to the announcement of four of BYU football's kickoff times as well as their channel information. New running back Deion Smith joins us to talk transferring from Colorado. I'm excited for this conversation. It'll be fun to talk with Dion. Which of our favorite snacks would make a great bowl game sponsor? <laughs> mm, delicious. And track and field's Claire Seymour and Megan Hunter both – Qualified for nationals, they'll be in Studio B to relive the excitement and look ahead to Austin.
1: Part of that 4x400 record setting performance at regionals. Looking forward to that conversation. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. Cody Epps, Micah Harper, into the end zone, touchdown! A catch, a touchdown! Is tackled on the boundary by Ben Bywater. Max Tooley, Koops hold! Holding's well, illegal. Uh, What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We've got four of the 12 regular season TV channels. The kick times, they are out. Here they are in case you missed it. Week one, Sam Houston, 10:15 Eastern on FS1. Welcome to the Fox family in the Big 12 and ESPN. Week two against Southern Utah, three Eastern on Big 12 Now, AKA ESPN Plus, that's streamed only. Week three, at Arkansas, Primetime baby, seven thirty Eastern on the Deuce, ESPN two, and Week Five against Cincinnati on a Friday night, ten fifteen Eastern on ESPN. Shep, what do you think of these four?
0: I like it. Um, I thought BYU fared quite well in the first. Uh, four that are at least announced. It's weeks one through three and then five, as you mentioned. So it's not the first four weeks. We already
1: knew that was going to be a home ESPN yes. game. Look, That's you, why it's on a Friday. It
0: was two days ago that you and I are having this conversation sort of uh, predicting what we thought would happen. And I said that I'm just going to assume that those first two games are going to be stream only, that that would be on the Big 12 now on ESPN+. So the fact that BYU, out of those four games that were announced, has only one stream only – I think that is a big win for BYU. And to get FS1, ESPN, and ESPN2 as your others? Because we were talking about ESPNU for some of these. Mm-hmm. We thought there was a chance Arkansas would be an ESPNU. Oh, no. It's going on the deuce. Yeah. So I, I think this is fantastic. Now, you can debate whether or not you like the 1015, but guess what? That's one of the reasons BYU's in the Big 12. That debate's five
1: years old. Th- but like, I'm just saying, like, that's,
0: that's, that's, yeah. that was one of the selling points. That's not going away. And if you're going to be on ESPN – and FS1 at 8.15, I will take that.
1: Yes, okay. FS1 for game one is awesome because that's the second best channel in the Fox family, yeah. right? And obviously being on an ABC would be number one. ESPN would be number two. ESPN2 would be number three. To me, FS1 is the fourth best TV option for any game that BYU has. And that's a good one because, uh, listen, that's, that's great. I'd rather be on FS1 than ESPNU. Then and obviously all of these are ESPN Plus. You know what that also
0: means? That like during Colin Cowherd's show on FS1, there,
1: there will be there's a, going uh, to be promo. graphics
0: and promos for BYU on FS1. Yes, that's exactly what Again, that means. Sam
1: Houston, new FBS yes. team. Okay, week two, Southern Utah, predictably ESPN Plus. So they call it Big Twelve now on ESPN Plus. What that means is ESPN Plus. Right. So everyone knows. Okay. And again, you got to get that to watch Cougar uh, sports. Just now. get the bundle that yeah, with Disney Plus. With Disney Plus, everybody watching this says Disney Plus. Come on, probably right. Come on now. Um, that's the old like BYU TV slot. BYU TV does not have rights to a game anymore. Going to the Big Twelve, you are in the ESPN and Fox family. Okay, that's how it is. Week three at Arkansas. This is probably the best possible scenario for yeah. BYU in terms of time and kickoff channel uh, uh, time. Uh, ESPN two, amazing. Seven thirty Eastern. Prime time, wow. SEC, Big 12 non-conference matchup—that is great. I don't think BYU could have got a better time or TV channel for that one. I, I am uh, over the moon over that one. And then week five, this is the most predictable one besides maybe Southern Utah, which is Cincinnati on a Friday on ESPN 10:15 Eastern. That's great. So two of those three home games are 10:15s. Get used to ten fifteen yeah. if you're not already, like yeah. we talked about.
0: And they will not all That'll be, be that
1: way, right? But, but, but BYU
0: could. Yeah, look, like I said, BYU use that as a selling point. You're going to have that yeah. late window to have access to with BYU football. That is that is a reason, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons BYU's in the Big Twelve is because of that selling point right there.
1: Yeah, it's it's the brand. It's uh, what BYU offers. And it offers from a TV standpoint. It's not about DMA anymore. Like, what market are you, right. that, that still is a thing, but it's not as big a deal. Ask Rutgers in Maryland. Um, but it, it's the fact that you offer this late night Saturday TV window of compelling and interesting football. And that's what BYU has. So that's exciting, man. I, I think uh, BYU ended up, like you said, really good. Like, none of these, I'm like, oh man, that stinks. Like, nope, There's uh, hopefully there's no FS2 games on the schedule. Right. Um, Certainly but, not FS3. And there's not. Because there is no it FS3. It doesn't exist. Uh, but ESPN The Outshow does somehow. Um, this is a good setup for BYUs, four of the first five games. Again, we'll see what uh, later on we get. But yeah, BYU's in a good spot, man. Uh, you're going to be featured on, on ESPN, ESPN 2, FS1, and three of the first four games. That's well, great. In,
0: in a lot of the other games, you're going to fall into that. What we've seen in the past, where you've got that 12 day window where you're going to have to wait for the, you know, roughly almost two weeks. Before the game to find out yep. exactly the time the Monday, and the, the channel exactly. Yep. So that twelve day window is probably what we're going to be dealing with for the majority of the rest of these games.
1: It could be you could be Sam Houston who plays five weekday games of Wednesdays <laughs> or Thursdays. <laughs> right. yeah. those, those are unique. This is this is obviously Power Five football, but uh, this is exciting. And uh, you know that Friday night against Cincinnati in Week Five, to me that's the game that sort of pops the most in terms of like. Initially exciting, obviously playing at Arkansas is is a great opportunity for BYU, a little revenge after last year's loss at home week four at Kansas, the Big 12 opener. But I think we're going to have a 21 Utah, 22 Baylor like energy and vibe in Lavelle Edwards Stadium on that week five game against Cincinnati because it's the first home game in the Big 12. I'm getting goosebumps thinking yes. about the excitement in that stadium that night. It's going to be electric.
0: That is one of those games that you will put down and remember where you were. You, you know, that'll be in the book of remembrance. You know what I'm talking about? That's going to be like make, in heaven
1: when you die, that like is that, you open it up. And I'm you're just like, saying. Oh, Cincinnati. I, you know, look, yeah. I'm not
0: going to take that off the table, okay? <laughs> it might be there. You're going to remember that game. Yeah. The people that are able to get tickets for that game and be in the stadium and experiencing that, that's going to be awesome. And I agree with you. That is going to have an energy like none other because of it being the very first Big 12 home game. The fact that it's Friday, that it's on ESPN, everybody's going to see it. That place is going to be
1: crazy. Nostris nocturnus, as we've said on this program. (laughs) Seize the night. Yes. Own the night.
0: All right, in addition to the game times and where you can watch, the Big 12 also announced their bowl affiliations for uh, the upcoming season. So we'll go in order just based off of date here. So December 16th, you have the Independence Bowl. December 26th, uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, December 27th is the Texas Bowl. December 28th, the pop Tarts Bowl. Mm, more on that it coming up. Cheese
1: it. Yeah, it used to be cheese it. Yep. Yes. Cheese it Yeah, used to be Cheez-It. Cheez-It. Yeah. Good and reference to like an 06 YouTube video. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so funny.
0: And December 28th, the Alamo Bowl and December 29th, the Liberty Bowl. Yep. So those are the bowl affiliations for Big 12 teams. Some of these are versus Pac-12 teams. Some are against Big 10 teams. Yep. You know, you've you got... A lot we, of these are Power 5 yeah, on Power 5. Yeah, it's Power 5 on Power 5. So yep. call your shot. Which bowl game are you calling
1: for BYU to be in of those Big 12-affiliated bowls? There's two more options. It's a flex, right? First responder or armed forces in the mix, too. It feels like Independence Bowl. (laughs) It it really does. BYU already had the tie there. The Big 12 folded into that with 23 and 25. A couple observations real quick before I call my shot. Only one of these bowls is pre-Christmas. BYU typically has played pre-Christmas. Yeah. I still think BYU is going to play pre-Christmas uh, in the Independence Bowl, but it's interesting to uh, check that out. Okay, there are seven non-New Year's Six bowls available. Remember, this is a 14-team league. What's going to happen for perhaps the eighth and ninth bowl eligible teams? Just other at-large bowls, I assume, will happen because last year in Power Five, uh, among the Power Five conferences, only one team uh, conference didn't produce at least eight bowl-eligible teams, and it was nine-plus plus in three of the five. It was the Pac-12 with seven. So I would imagine that the Big 12's got a good shot at eight or more. They only have seven bowl affiliations. We'll see what happens with that. I do think that it will end up being the Independence Bowl back in Shreveport on December 16th against the Pac-12 if Utah's season just hits the crapper. Maybe <laughs> BYU and Utah actually play this year. Yeah. Like 2015 where they didn't plan on playing and they ended up playing in year two. Of that, uh, we're not playing two-set, to, to year set. If BYU is seven and five, and, and perhaps five and four in Big 12 play, I could see the Independence Bowl in there. Now remember, BYU now joins a league where it shares the bowl money, right? And unlike the ACC, they don't have uh, disproportionate revenue sharing based on merit. Okay, so. No matter what, BYU is getting a portion of the 8.2 mil for whoever goes to the Alamo Bowl, 6.4 in the Texas, 6 mil in the Pop-Tart Bowl, plus you get 6 million Pop-Tarts. My stepdad <laughs> drove a truck when I was growing up, and there was an accident and a bunch of Pop-Tarts spilled everywhere. We had boxes of Pop-Tarts <laughs> forever. I got so sick of Pop-Tarts, but I'm, I'm back in the Pop-Tart game. The Independence Bowl is 2.2, which is the fifth most among those seven, so it's not a bad deal. But certainly if you're BY you'd like yeah. to get in the 4.7-plus sure. game later. But again, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you want a compelling matchup, yes. but you're getting an equal portion, perhaps not in the first two I was going to say, do years. we know that for sure? No.
0: Because no. we know, obviously, but, they're being worked in gradually in terms of the overall Perhaps money.
1: half of the yes. portion of the, that they would have. Maybe in 25, it starts right. to be an equal part of the 12. I say Indy Bowl. It doesn't really matter this year. I just want to get into a yes. bowl game. I don't really care what the bowl game is cuz the money that BYU gets from it's shared anyway with the league. You and I have not discussed
0: where we were going on this at all. But you and I are exa- I tried
1: to, but you locked your door and wouldn't let me. <laughs>
0: and I blocked you on my phone. Yeah. yeah. So we're exactly the same. Exact same thing. My reasoning's a little different for the Independence Bowl. I just feel the irony of BYU going yeah. to the Independence Bowl. It's too good. In one year, that that, that makes the storyline is yeah. so rich there. But I'm, I'm with you. It feels like the Independence Bowl, but with what we know, BYU's jumping into with, with the conference. I do think they're going to be better than everybody expects. So what does BYU, that look like? I mean, like I, I like, know people like, like eight wins. Like, no, no. I mean, I, I I like the idea of seven wins. Okay. I, I think that's. But you you have a lot of people that are. Picking like five wins, yeah. I think that's I think that's low. Yeah, yeah, five's too low. So I, I I don't think so. If you can get bowl eligible, and if you maybe even get to seven, if you can get to eight, you talk about a fantastic first year in the Big Twelve. But yeah, if you're six or seven wins in your first year in a new league. It, to me, it doesn't matter what bowl you go to at that point. That that is a big time just, win right yeah, out of the gate.
1: Just get in there. It's year one. Yes, we don't know what this looks like in a, the Big Twelve. Oh, by the way, you're playing an 11th power five team. In all likelihood, should you make a bowl? Right. Game? I mean, that is that is. As but tough yes, the I've idea of
0: in the Independence Bowl a possibility of BYU versus Utah in that that's pretty intriguing. We can
1: hope for the best of both worlds in that situation, oh, can we not? Oh, yes, yes. See what I I'm see exactly what you're saying. Our question of the day is this. What's your reaction to BYU football's four TV and kick times? Wayne on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Nolan Mickelson on Twitter. I'm loving it. Time doesn't matter to me because BYU football is must-see TV. Now, if you're on the East Coast, I imagine it does matter. Like, the 10:15s are tough. Those are ending at, like, 1.30 in the morning. Then you got your 9 a.m., church 25 minute drive away like 25 what are you talking whatever. about an hour <laughs> it could very well could be right <laughs> that's tough i get it greg rosenhan on twitter let's go royal blue looks better under the lights yes it does jordan hall on twitter i resign myself to the idea that on saturday nights i will only get four hours of sleep during the fall that is the case for perhaps an east coaster there Hey, look, this is
0: this is the one time I'm really, really happy
1: I have 130 church. I have one yeah, I have one thirty church. It's the as latest well. church I've ever had.
0: One I, was the latest, now this year we're at 130. It's I the kinda, latest I've ever
1: had. I kinda love it. I think that the celestial time is the eleven, <laughs> the terrestrial time is nine, and then telestial is probably like one one thirty. But I kind of love it, bro. Because I can sleep for in this in the fall. season, yes. it's gonna work out perfectly. Well, every season from here on out. That you're is you're true. Always playing a lot of ten fifteen. Amen to that. All right, the first
0: BYU Sports Nation Game Day of 2023. Oh, we're going there. Oh yeah, we're talking about it already. That will get you ready for BYU's first game as a member of the Big 12 against Sam Houston, and you can check it out Saturday, September 2nd at 8 Eastern on BYU TV.
1: It is almost here. It's awesome, man. Bearcats with the K. That's how they roll. Colorado transfer and new Cougar running back Deion Smith joins the program after the break. This
2: is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968.
3: Oh, you don't want this. You do not want this. Miles Davis is loot. Pink Leropati
1: running away from the fenders. Touchdown! Pink Brigger Bell fighting through, losing his voice mid-game there with the cold, but uh, hey, he's a warrior, he battled through it. We are live in Studio B, Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard with your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play. There is a new running back, y'all. His name's Dion Smith, coming over from Colorado. He now joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Dion, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Hey, we're great. We know uh, TV and kickoff times for four of the first five weeks. We we're just talking about it. Bowl tie-ins. It's all exciting. You're coming to BYU. Uh, walk us through the decision to transfer from Colorado to Brigham Young.
3: Uh, you know, for me, uh, the biggest thing is I was looking for a little bit more stability. Uh, you know, I was at Colorado from 2018 up until now, and I've been through a good amount of coaches. So I've been through four. To four coaching staffs and you know the biggest thing for me is I just wanted to go somewhere where I could get a fair opportunity to compete and showcase my skills and I just wanted to be around some great individuals that kind of already established themselves at a university so for me it was a big that was the biggest factor you know that led me here
0: so you you have one year of eligibility left is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so what what do you want out of this year? What when you look at this year of college football for you, when when you envision what it will be, what what is that for you?
3: Um, you know, my goal is to. I just want to further improve my stock. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm capable of and skills that I have that I've yet to have the opportunity to put on tape. So the biggest thing for me is just. Improving my stock, putting the things on tape that I need to put on tape to get me into next year and the next season and that is that next season is my plans are the NFL. So I just want to do everything I can to kind of further put myself in a better position to play at that next level.
0: Dion, specifically, what are some of those things that you're wanting to put on film for the NFL? What are those things you're wanting to showcase?
3: Well, for me, I feel like my strengths as a back is uh, a lot of running backs get put in the stereotype of, you know, they can't catch. And I feel like I took that and uh, made it a strength. And the biggest thing for me is just focusing on my ability in the pass game. So I kind of put my hat high on just being able to be used in the pass game, be a weapon in space, winning my one-on-ones, making guys miss, and just being an explosive runner. So those are things that I want to put on tape more and further, and that's the biggest thing for me.
1: 20 catches for 133 yards in your career at Colorado in four years. I imagine you could have 20 catches next year uh, at BYU, which is exciting. We're talking to Deion Smith, who led Colorado in rushing last year. Certainly a lot of turmoil in terms of the transfer portal there at Colorado. What was it like when Deion Sanders uh, came in and eventually – more transfer portal guys than any other team in the country came out of Colorado?
3: Yeah, uh, that's a frequently asked question, you know, (laughs) because a lot of people want to know what's going on inside. But for me, it was different, you know, and it was almost the same in a sense. I know that's kind of contradicting, but it was different in a sense to where I've had all of these different coaches. Um, I started off with Coach McIntyre, and then we had Coach... Tuck come in, then we had Carl Durrell come in, and now Coach Prime. So each coach has their period of time where they want to essentially bring in the people that they want to bring in and kind of fix their staff and make the team that they want to create. And so for me, it was different because this was more on a bigger scale. And I say that because a lot of the stuff that was happening before – is the same things that are continually, continuously happening. However, it's more out there for everyone to see. It's on social media. Um, everyone has access to see those things that we're getting told in team meetings. They get to see workouts. So it was different in the sense of there was more eyes on us. However, it was the same process of rebuilding essentially year after year.
0: Do you have any connections to BYU, whether it be through the coaching staff, any any former teammates or anybody you've played with that's on? I'm just kind of curious, you know, the, if there are any connections. And and again, kind of back to the to the why BYU
3: question, what really drew you here? Do you have any of those connections? Um, no, sir. Everything BYU to me was brand new. Coach Harv <clears throat> reached out to me. You know, Coach Roderick reached out, and they just kind of told me to – you know, get familiar and do my research, and just give by BYU a chance. And ultimately, that was what I did. Um, I didn't know much about it. I've never been to Provo before. Uh, been to Salt Lake, you know, because I had an official visit out of high school to Utah, and uh, of course, you know, at Colorado we played Utah pretty pretty often. So you know, I have been to uh, Utah for those reasons, but never to Provo. Didn't know how much about it. And the biggest thing for me was, you know, I felt like, you know, in the recruiting process, they always want to promise you and tell you, hey, you're going to do this, you're going to be our guy, da-da-da. And I honestly wasn't looking for that. You know, I was looking for something a little bit more honest, someone that was just going to tell me, look, you know, you have the opportunity to come in here and compete, you know, and at the end of the day, what you put on tape and what you do on the field, you know, you'll be graded and your playing time will reflect that, you know. So the biggest thing for me was is getting that fair opportunity. And I, that was something that I've always kind of wanted. And, you know, coming to BYU, getting to know the coaching staff, coming to Provo and just even getting to know the players, you know, just kind of helped me really solidify that that atmosphere that I was joining. So that was ultimately why.
0: How much of a selling point was the Big 12 aspect of it? Because we've heard the coaches talk about, you know, since the announcement of going to the Big 12, BYU's had doors open to them that had not been previously opened. And being able to play in the Big 12, you're from Houston, so being able to have Houston in the league and being able to play in Texas, I'm sure that those were all selling points, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, being in Colorado for since 2018, I had played in my own state of Texas since 2017. So once I found out that you know I had the opportunity to play at home in Austin and even in Fort Worth, you know it was definitely like wow you know this is a big time school, big time program, great people, you know big conference, and I had always kind of seen BYU from a distance, you know just watching games in hotels and different things on different Saturdays, and they always came out there to compete even. In the Pac-12 games, you know, a couple years ago, they won all of the Pac-5 games. So, you know, for me, I was just like, you know, this might be something that the Big 12 doesn't expect. And this is definitely a ship I would like to be a part of.
1: Listen, the fact that you know that BYU was 5 and over to the Pac-12 in 2021, we already like you, Dion. Um, 24 <laughs> carries for 111 yards and uh, a touchdown against Arizona State last season. That looks like your best game. When you are playing well, like you did in that one, What does that look like to you?
3: Making guys miss in space, winning my one-on-ones, being a weapon in the pass game, showing my speed, getting first downs, always productive, always falling forward. And, you know, just being in that zone, you know, and catching that rhythm. So that's kind of what that essentially looks like to me.
0: You mentioned Coach Unga, and, and you know, and talking with him. How, how often do you talk with the other running backs that are in the room? What do you know about the other running backs that are on the roster? Um, what, what do you make of this running back group?
3: Uh, you know, I feel like it's a great group, and I'm excited to be a part of it because just, you know, talking to Coach Harve and, you know, even Coach Rod, They talked about how close the guys are in the room and how, you know, it's a competition. However, everyone is like a family and they make each other better. So for me, that was something I really wanted to be a part of. And I don't know a whole bunch as far as like logistics, stats and everything. But Coach Rod and even Coach Harf kind of laid out everything for me to see. And just to let me know everyone's strengths and kind of help me visualize where I I have a place in that. And the biggest thing for me is uh, I feel like my versatility. You know, a lot of the backs in the room are bigger guys, you know, Um, a couple speed guys, you know. But for me, I feel like I can do a little bit of everything from in the past game to, you know, making guys miss uh, my my agility, you know, my ability to make people miss in space. So that's kind of what I know about the room. And I'm excited to join just because... You know, the best rooms that I've seen, even if you look back to my favorite running back room was Georgia. Um, whenever they had DeAndre Shrew, uh, uh, they had Swift, uh, Chubb, uh, you know, their room was loaded. So, And all of those guys had a different playing style. So for me, I'm excited to be a part of a room where, you know, everyone's strengths will be shown.
1: That'll be the case with six foot three, 230-pound behemoth, Aiden Robbins, 6 foot 190, Deon Smith and yourself. Hinckley Ropati is excellent in the scream game. Miles Davis is good. L.J. Martins a talented kid out of uh, El Paso. So it's a very talented group, which is exciting. You mentioned your athleticism, your ability to make people miss. Your mom, your sister and uncle all played sports in college. Uh, are sports a big deal in your family, and who's the best athlete?
3: I uh, definitely, uh, you know, we're definitely, you know, competitors. And of course, you know, if I had to, you know, bet on someone, I would definitely bet on myself. So no offense to any of my family <laughs> members, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I've always grown up with. You know, my first sport I ever played was baseball. Um, my mom let me play football when I got closer to middle school, fell in love with it. And, you know, I, I just always was taught that, Sports is something that came after school, you know, and it was kind of like a luxury or like a treat for handling all of your business academically. So for me, you know, just being able to do the things I do in the classroom and then getting the opportunity to play sports was just like, you know, it was a blessing for me. And I'm, I'm grateful for it because, you know, sports have taken me places that I've never been. So.
0: Speaking of uh, taking you places, Dion, you told us before we started the interview that you're actually uh, you're packing things up there in, in Colorado and, and getting ready to move. What's what's the timeline for you? When are you expecting to come out here? And and what are the next, you know, month, two months look like for you?
3: Yeah, um, so I'll be in Provo full time next week. I found a place to live um signed a lease and everything. So I'm just doing that for the next couple of days and early part of next week I'll start. You know to my drive to Provo and getting settled in and I'll be in workouts with the next week so I'll be pretty much acclimated and fully within the system um, I've already been diving into this playbook so you know I, I, we're getting things rolling and I'm, I'm excited well hey and coming from Boulder you won't
0: have to worry about adjusting to the altitude will you
3: Oh, no, sir, not at all. Even though that was something that was a, a big change for me, coming from Houston, sea level a uh, long time ago, uh, it's definitely grown to be a, a strength because whenever we go to these other places, I can just feel like I can run for years and not get tired. So
1: Yeah, it's not the beach in Galveston, so uh, you're going to be okay. Uh, Dion, we appreciate the time, man. Best of luck on the move in a week, and uh, we look forward to getting to know you better when you get to BYU.
3: Yes, sir, thank you. Thank you, guys, for having me. Thanks,
1: Dion, Dion Smith. Colorado transfer at running back. He's going to be a nice fit and an experienced guy who's ready for another opportunity. Uh, wow. I'm uh, I'm a big fan. That was fantastic to yeah. hear
0: him. And, and I, I love when he was talking about why he's coming here and, you know, the stuff that doesn't matter to him. He wants to come here and be part of a team with some consistency and play well as a group. I, I love that. He he, he sure. said, I, I wanted, this is a, this is a ship I wanted to be on.
1: And, and I don't want to be told I'm just the guy. Yeah. Hey, you got yeah. to earn it. And if you're good in practice, you'll get playing time. And he could provide a really nice one, two punch there with Aiden Robbins. Absolutely. And he's a, another guy who needs an opportunity and he's going to get it. Yeah. And we always got all these uh, transfers who are excited for that same chance in, in uh, Aiden Robbins and Keaton Slovis and Obviously, Deion Smith and others. That that
0: interview got me pumped for for him to join this
1: program. It's going to be fun, man. Cannot wait.
0: All right, the first Cougar pregame live will get you prepped and ready for BYU's home opener against Sam Houston on Saturday, September 2nd. Join Greg Rubel, Hans Olsen, Mitchell Juergens, and me as we get you ready for kickoff. We'll start things off 8 Eastern on
1: BYU Radio. Let's go, baby. Jimmer Fredette, Alexa Gray, Jackson Clough all did work yesterday. Headlines in the whip are up after the break as BYU Sports Nation continues.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout
1: the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Jeremy. He is Jason. Let's get to today's headlines.
0: We talked about it to kick off the show. Speaking of kickoffs, kickoff times and TV channels for four BYU football games were announced. BYU versus Sam Houston will be September 2nd at 10:15 p.m. Eastern Time on FS1. BYU and Southern Utah will be on ESPN Plus on September 9th at 3 Eastern. BYU at Arkansas September 16th, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN 2. And the conference home opener for BYU against Cincinnati will be September 29th, 10:15 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN.
1: Big 12 also announced bowl tie-ins. The champ goes to the Sugar Bowl unless that team goes to the playoff, then another Big 12 team goes to the Sugar Bowl. The remaining bowls are these in order of selection, Alamo, the new Pop-Tarts Bowl, renamed from Cheez-It, Texas, Liberty, Guaranteed Rate, and then Armed Forces or First Responder, and the Independence Bowl. Women's soccer announcing their non-conference
0: schedule within the last 30 minutes. The blue-white game will be on August 5th. You have two exhibition games on the 10th and 12th of August. That will be at Rutgers and then versus Idaho State. But then your regular season opener will be against St. Louis here in Provo. Then you'll have cal state fullerton long beach state at boise state a big one on august 31st versus ucla and then in september at uvu and at utah
1: ucla the defending national champions coming to provo yeah how about that Jim fredette uh, led his three on three team usa team to two victories over latvia and australia in the fiba world cup yesterday set to play against Latvia and again against Austria tomorrow. Nice work from the Jimmer.
0: My guy Jackson Clough had a three-run triple for the double Harrisburg Senators, and he went over the Bowie or Bowie Bay Sox. Nobody knows. 3-1. to one. David Bowie?
1: Yeah, the David or Bowie Or the Bowie, Bowie knife. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. Uh, former BYU All-American Alexa Gray playing in the Volleyball Nations League for Team Canada two days ago had 36 kills in a five-set match. Just a monster performance. Canada unfortunately lost that match to Poland. Then earlier today, Canada lost to Thailand. Uh, Gray had eight kills and an ace in the match. United States beat Serbia in five sets. Former Ronnie Jones-Perry was on the bench for that one, did not play. The US ranked fourth in the world, plays second ranked Italy tomorrow. Those are the headlines, now let's whip it. Cougar Round is presented by Maresk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
0: LSU is using air-conditioned helmets. There was a social media post about this. I thought it was a joke at first, but no, this is real. Will this be the new standard in college football in the coming years?
1: I think it could be. They're calling it Tiger Air, sort of like Gatorade is with Florida, Tiger Air with LSU. This is a great idea. You brought up a great point, which is if you just get smashed in the helmet, does that mechanism stop How, how is that gonna hold up to being hit? I don't know, but I think this is a great idea, especially in the heat of kind of August and September, especially in, The more southern states, obviously. Oh yeah, with the humidity? Like, even in Utah in August, super hot, right? September some days. I think this is a great idea. If you can get the tech to
0: work there. It's a great idea. This also looks like this is going to be very expensive. So will it be a standard? I think the SEC can afford it. Probably not a standard, because I'm going to assume most probably can't afford it. Or if they can't afford it, they're they're gonna probably put that
1: towards other things. Jason, this this just be BYU's going to a Power Five school. What? Or going to be a Power Five school. So BYU's. <laughs> no, going to be I a love kid. the idea. I have no idea how it's gonna hold up to hits. It makes I no sense. love the idea. I think it's great. Jamal Williams wore a visor at practice with an anime uh, character on it. It's awesome. If you had a visor design, what would it be? I'm gonna go back to
0: my childhood, okay. uh, 80s cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm debating between either GI Joe or He-Man. I think I'm gonna land on He-Man. <laughs> I loved
1: both those as a kid too. <laughs> so I I'm gonna go, go He-Man. I would go with an Autobot because I love Transformers. In theaters next week, Rise, Rise of, of the, the Beast, Beast, right? Yeah, yeah, baby. All
0: right, you gonna go? You gonna come over by my house
1: and still not say hello? I go to that theater yes, I only. I know. Literally I know only that do. theater. I know. And you never say Megaplex hi. Megaplex in Vineyard.
0: The Washington Commanders posted a video of Dax Mill making a one-handed grab. Do you think this is a uh, sign of things to come for Dax this season? Let's check that out. Dax
1: is always ready. Ooh, that was a hard one. I would call this a two-handed catch because he didn't control it with one hand. So uh, one hand's a stretch there. But uh, yeah, Dax Dax is still in the league, still with the Commanders, punt returner, sometimes receiver. He's ready, man. The fact that Dax, a seventh-round pick, has stuck for now a third season mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, well, I think he's overachieved, he's done a great job. I, I, is it a sign of things to come? Yeah, if they have a competent quarterback.
0: And I didn't even know who their quarterbacks were this year. So it, I know one Sam of them Howell's is Jacoby
1: the... Brissett. Yeah, and Sam Howell. Uh, so so hopefully sting sting for Dax,
0: uh, he gets somebody that
1: can actually throw him a decent pass. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson to the Commanders, let's go. The Cheez-It Bowl is ditching its name for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. If you could name a bowl game after your favorite snack, what would it be?
0: Um, I'm gonna go with my favorite candy, which I guess is kind of a snack. I'm gonna go with the Hot Tamales Bowl.
1: Oh, the Hot Tamales I Bowl. I will eat eight the boxes of The coach is just showered with Hot Tamales I love after. those things. Okay, I love popcorn. So the popcorn bowl, I think is a oh. fun name. But Orville Redenbacher, I have spent years researching this. Uh, Orville Redenbacher is the best to me. It is, it is number one. Okay. It is like Ramsey's legs. The number one okay coming up after the break claire seymour and megan hunter both qualified in the 800 and the record setting four x 400 last week they're headed to nationals they join us to talk about it this
2: is byu sports nation this portion of byu sports nation is presented by maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation Live in Studio B. Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. We now welcome to the program a couple of ladies headed to Nationals in Austin next week in Claire Seymour and Megan Hunter as you guys uh, just are tied at the hip. You qualify in the 800 together and you set the record in the 4x400. Congrats, by the way, and welcome to the show. Thank
4: you. <laughs>
5: Thank
1: you. Let's talk about uh, the 800 first. Uh, what was it like to both compete in that and both qualify? Let's start with you, Claire.
5: It was awesome. It was really tender. There's a big screen that you can see um, the whole home stretch when you're coming down it. And um, I was really hoping, I was like, please let it be, like there'd be a break and Megan be on that side of the break. And I looked up at the screen and there was a break of three and Megan was right there. So as soon as I crossed the finish line, I just turned around and caught her right off the line. And it was just a really tender moment.
1: There's some good pictures from this as well uh, that were captured. Megan, what was it like for you to Make yeah. sure you got to nationals as well. <laughs>
4: yeah, a lot of emotions, and it was super fun doing it with Claire. Um, yeah, I, you know, obviously a lot of nerves throughout the whole week, um, but just really looking forward to this race, and it was so fun to just cross the finish line, just run into her arms at the end, so it was awesome. That's what we all yeah. hope,
1: right? Yeah. At the end of whatever finish line we have, that someone's there to give us a
0: hug. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, look, I, I realize expectations are always high for, for BYU track and field, but when you put in all of this time and effort and training, even if it's something that you expect to happen, what's it like when you achieve the goal that you set out to do? This is for both of you guys.
5: Well, nothing's ever really guaranteed, which is the crazy thing about track and field. It's like the rounds are so hard and they're always hard. It doesn't matter how many times you've done them, how many years you've been here, Um, six years deep. And I still get so nervous every time. (laughs) And I feel like doing it every single time comes with a lot of accomplishment and a lot of excitement. And so, you know, this was just like all the other ones where it was nerve wracking and then it was over and it was just nothing but joy. Yeah, there are just
4: like so many variables when it comes to racing. And, you know, a lot of times like workouts go great and then you go to race and it just doesn't add up. <laughs> and so, yeah, it always feels good um, to to be able to achieve those dreams that you set out to do.
1: Claire, you've got the BYU record in the 800. You're number two in the country right now. Uh, what are your expectations at nationals? The national championship is up for grabs, is it not?
5: It is absolutely up for grabs. I think I've gotten close a couple times. I got second a couple years ago. Um, so we'll kind of see where the chips fall, but obviously we have big goals and we're just going to go for it.
1: How do you handle that pressure of like, okay, I could literally win the national championship (laughs) in this next race?
5: I think I take it more as excitement and less as nerves. Um, coach always says that pressure is a privilege. And I think that I take that very seriously where I am excited to get to do it with my friends and, you know, my family gets to be there. And so if it doesn't happen... It was a good run and still gonna be really exciting. And if it does, then obviously the celebrations will be really, really fun. And
1: and what was it like to break the school record that was super old this year? Breaking the 800 (laughs) record's a big deal at BYU.
5: Yeah, I've been wanting it for a long time. So I think, you know, I came back, I graduated two years ago, so I'm kind of old, but um, (laughs) every year that I come back, I'm like, I just wanna break two so bad. And so, you know, I got really close to breaking two. and by the time I had, like realized I didn't break two, I was like, oh, I got the record. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. So it was really fun. It was really an exciting race and just excited for what these next couple of weeks have.
0: Megan, qu- qualifying for nationals just by itself is such an accomplishment that you've got to be proud of, but you've had to overcome some adversity and, and uh, you had a pretty significant injury that you've had to overcome, and so to get to this point, I know means a, a whole lot to you. Give our, our listeners and our viewers an idea of, of what you've had to go through over the last little while.
4: Yeah, it's definitely been a journey <laughs> to get here. Um, just after I graduated high school, I was in a car accident, and I, I shattered three vertebrae, had some spinal fusion surgery, and it's it's been an interesting recovery. You know, we had a lot of uncertainty, um, but, You know, physically things have gone um, pretty well, but mentally it's been pretty hard to come back from that, um, just with a lot of PTSD and anxiety, and that's really impacted my running. And so there's been just a lot of ups and downs, but I've learned so much from it, and, you know, it it makes this mean so much more to me than than it would have without it.
1: How would you describe, and you did a good job right there, but um, sort of the journey you've been on mentally and Mm -hmm. physically to not only heal, but like heal mentally. And I'm sure you're still going through it um, to get to this point, just to run, let alone be good at it.
4: Yeah, it's been it's been very frustrating and disappointing at times. And I feel like, you know, I've had I've had many more races that I was pretty sad about um, compared to the races that like I've I've been excited for. And um, but you know, it really helps to just put things into perspective and just thinking about like, wow, these are so many like great opportunities that I'm grateful for. And, you know, being in that accident made me realize like running is not my whole life. Like there's, there's so much more, um, that I can, I can focus on. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really put things into perspective and makes me realize like, I, I'm grateful for all those moments, even the hard ones, um, that have gotten me here,
1: and your sister Kate was in the car with you.
4: Um, my brother was. Your brother yeah. was.
1: Gotcha. How's he doing, by the way? He's
4: he's doing well. Yeah, we a lot of miracles along the way, and and one of them was that he he turned out all right. So that's great. Yeah.
0: So, take us through what's next for you guys, and and how you're preparing in, you know, making your way to this next step.
4: Well. We I feel like, you know, the haze in the barn. We've we've prepped a lot for this and this whole season has just been a learning experience and um, you know, we're just gonna put in the, the rest of the work that we need to and just try to really enjoy this experience and soak
0: it What in. do you look forward to most about what's coming up
1: for you guys. Torchy's Tacos, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is That's it, really good, yeah, right? is, is in it the food and, yeah, in Texas? Yeah. But,
0: like, when you, besides the actual event, I mean, there's so many things that are involved. And you mentioned you've, you've been around the program for a long time. What, what gets you excited about this opportunity?
5: I think Nationals is so fun. Like There's just so much going on. And it's so fun to get to bring. I love championship season, because I just love that the whole team is together. We don't travel a ton together in the regular season. And so getting to like try on our boys and then cheer yeah. on other women and you know, a lot of us bring families, to, you know, our families come to these meets. And so there's just a lot that accompanies championship season. That's just so fun. And it just goes back to the basics of track and field. That's just racing. You know, there's, it's not about pacing. It's not about anything crazy. Like the technology doesn't matter. It's just about like wanting to win. And I think that that's so fun. Um, and then, you know, like Megan said, the hay's in the barn. So it's kind of like you just get to enjoy it now. Like now the hard work is is pretty much over. It just is getting to reap the rewards of that hard energy. So it's good.
1: Megan, let's talk about the 4x400. Four uh, you guys set the school record. What was that like? And shout out to Marianne Barber and Briley Pontius were uh, part of that 4x400 as well.
4: Yeah, it was exciting. Um, at Regionals a couple years ago, Claire and I were able to break it with some other teammates. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, records are, are meant to be broken. And so it's fun to be able to just do that again. And, I mean, I don't think any of us really were expecting to, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just a fun end to the meet and super exciting.
1: So you know the time, right? When you look at, there's the reaction like, guys, we just set the record. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do you know the time? Are you looking up and realizing that quickly or does it take a sec, Claire?
5: I watched the clock. Yeah, I saw it at 200 to go. I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I think after I see it that one time, I don't look again because it's kind of scary to like just be staring at the clock the whole time. But um, I saw it at 200 and I was like, well, time to go. And then. As um, the
1: anchor. Knowing, hey, if I push it here. Well, and also,
5: you know, 800 runners, we're not sprinters. And so it's kind of funny. We run the 400 a little differently than a sprinter would. And so for us, like that first 200 is not as fast as like some of those sprinters are. So they're like gunning it from the go. And we just aren't as, that's not how we train. And so it's just so funny to to get to run and bring it in. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like our last 200 is is cooking because we didn't exert as much in the first 200. (laughs) But it's, yeah, no, it was, it's awesome.
1: And the 800 was earlier that day?
5: It was about an hour before. Oh, an hour so before. So we were a little, oh, wow. little dead, but, you know, it was... Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, no,
1: for the uh, record in the tank. <laughs> Two
5: 800s so. deep, just topping the four by four. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the 400's so awkward, right? It's, yeah. not, it's, it's not a sprint exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not the 800, right? Right. But, uh, yeah. Okay, well, best of luck. All the BYU Sports Nation karma we can Thank give you, you for Nationals Thank in you. Austin next week. And enjoy Torchies.
5: Thank you. Thank you, you. so much. All right,
1: join us
0: as we look back at one of the best teams in BYU football history, featuring Steve Young, a quarterback, and a 12-game win streak that helped build momentum into BYU's national championship season. It's the 1983 Reviewables. Check it out tomorrow at 12 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: Spencer makes the argument 83 was better than 84. Check it out. Today's rising and Shoutout and Elite Voice of the Day are coming up after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
0: BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV
1: and BYU radio apps, or you can listen to the podcast. While you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what's your reaction to BYU football's four TV and kick times? Our lead voice of the day is presented by PAX, Healthcare Elevated, Sarah Thomas-Bobo on Instagram. Having a variety of game times is nice, but I absolutely love home games. At 8.15, mountain time, there's always a great energy at the stadium for a night game. When teams come from the East, BYU has an advantage because they're used to playing late games. It feels even later for the teams to the East, contributing even more to the home field advantage for BYU. Bring on the Big 12 games after dark. I'll have to go back and look up the stat, but Nate Slack uh, looked it up uh, uh, last year and we used it. BYU's... Pretty tough to beat at home. At, at one point, it was like 21-2 and two in the yeah. last three or four years at home. Uh, yeah, listen, play, playing a Lavelle at Lavelle Edwards team is hard. Playing at night for some reason is very difficult for opponents.
0: Well, and look, it all boils down to just now the B is in the Big 12, play whenever. Play, whatever Play whenever, team we dictates yes. we're just
1: happy to be in the league. That that is the case right now, yes. And the schedule's always going to be great. Today's rising shout out is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. You just heard from Megan Hunter talking about it, but a couple of years ago on July 4th had a serious car accident up in uh, in Provo Canyon, shattered a, a neck vertebrae uh, 4 years ago. She has now qualified for nationals. It's one thing to just get back to running in yes. life. It's another to set a school record in the 4x400 and be in the 800. So that's pretty cool. Headed to Austin next week. We're always told we
0: can do hard things. That is certainly an example of Literally. being able to do hard things.
1: But thanks to today's guests, the aforementioned Megan Hunter, Claire Seymour, and Dion Smith. Conversation continues 24-7
0: on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows. Are on demand on byusn.com.
1: Guard to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for Jason M. Shareham. Shout out to Wayne Watton. Join us tomorrow for a special on the 1983 football team. Steve Young's on the show. Go Cougs.